Welcome to Game Static. As you can tell, I'm not out. why it didn't do that now okay that's for next still time <laughs> still don't know what it didn't do just don't worry about it <laughs> whoever's the few people who are watching will know what happened and alex and yelling at me later about it but alex is on vacation so yeah, he knew what he signed up for <laughs> <laughs> so as you could tell i'm here running the main setup and over discord i have john with me how's your week oh. been john uh it's it's been an interesting one Okay. Uh, it's just a lot of Omega Strikers this past week. Yeah, Omega Strikers have been rough. But, yeah, Game Static uh, 105. It's going to be a train wreck. We're, we got a couple things to talk about. Some weekly wrap-up stuff. A uh, couple things John and me have played this week. And then, uh, hopefully, Alex won't yell at us later for this. Because he knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, well, besides that, we do have our sponsors, of course. We have Agent Inc., which is stuff is coming in together. We should be sending some of that out soon. I know Alex showed off uh, an item over to at the terrible football show the other day to the guys there. So stuff's coming out for that soon, coming rolling really real soon. And of course, we got Wayward Beard Company sponsored us, Rogue Energy, which they're got their cans coming out with three new flavors actually: Tropical Breeze, Cotton Candy, and Strawberry Burst. All sound fabulous i can't wait to be able to finally get some of those red dragon of course and then also you can always check us out at sparky3.com the website there uh, you can either sign up for free or five dollars five bucks a month to get access to podcasts and other stuff early thank you very much now for the main stuff um we got anything john uh see we're we got anything we want to start off with or we just kind of want to jump into what we've been doing this week because <laughs> Uh, I've mostly spent this week playing a lot of Omega Strikers. I mean, I've been right there with you. Um, and and that game is uh, man, it's it's give and take. It really like some, is. Some nights were really good, and then the past few nights have been really, really bad. Well, I think I finally last night figured out where my spot is. I probably do best just doing mid range, and just helping support the goalie by either slowing stuff down or just redirecting it. Because I had a game last night where I had like 103 redirects. Oh, that's not bad. That's, that's, I haven't, it's like I've had like 15 round overtimes that people didn't have that many. Yeah. Because that, that game gets, for anyone who still hasn't heard of after we talked about it last week, um, Omega Strikers is a free-to-play 3v3, more or less air hockey game is how I phrase it. Yeah. If for anybody that's played Battle Right before, it's kind of like Battle Right combat with air hockey. But uh, probably not a lot of people are going to get that one. <laughs> because Battle, Battle Right was the biggest game. But Battle Right died hard. <laughs> but yeah, no, like Zach said, it's 3v3 air hockey, goalie two forward, essentially. And different characters, different abilities. Uh, Which actually... Yeah, it's, it's it just new character coming out on the 6th of October as well. So next Thursday, we'll have a yeah. new character. 
But yeah, man, yeah, that game really does give and take. It's like I have, I've had one night this week where I think I, I just like went on a like winning streak, went from like just in silver halfway through gold, and then uh, the course of the past two nights uh, dropped just to almost out of silver. Yeah, I don't know what about it because I know. Because it seems like anytime we try and group it with three peoples, it, we just get absolutely demolished for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's some, sometimes, sometimes, I think it's just some of these kids with their faster reaction times than us, Zach. We can't, we can't keep <laughs> up with them right now. <laughs> but John, we're only at the peak. We don't have to retire yet. <laughs> yeah, man, this this is my peak. It's gone downhill pretty hard. <laughs> um, uh, I did want to throw out there, though, because Alex threw it in uh, a general earlier today. Um, PlayStations came out and, of course, decided to cry about the Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Apparently, Jim Ryan uh, reportedly flew, flew to Brussels last month to voice Sony's concern of the EU regulators ab about the purchase. So, just a new article about how much Sony is still fighting tooth and nail to keep Microsoft from acquiring Activision Blizzard for, for whatever reason. Uh, it's, they're just still upset that they didn't... They either didn't have the, the thought or knew, just knew they couldn't compete with the offer. And they're just—they're still just upset about that. Microsoft threw out that money and just went, "Yeah, we can play that again if need be." <laughs> yeah, no, that's just still a ridiculous purchase, and gonna be curious to see what actually comes out of it if, when it finally does fully go through, if it fully goes through, because a lot of people uh, seem to think that the EU reg regulators aren't gonna pass that shit. I think it'd be kind of awkward if it didn't go through at this point because. Of, like in all of Microsoft's conferences that they've had since like the acquisition was announced that it was going to be happening, mm -hmm. but Blizzard—it's like all of Activision stuff, all of Blizzard stuff—it's just like slathered all over the upcoming Game Pass schedule. I mean, even if it doesn't, like, they can still do that. Oh yeah, but it's—it's it's just one of those where it's like that—it's like that was a lot. I feel a large part of it's like, okay, well, we're getting all this. We're just going to let everybody have it on Game Pass. And then it's like, okay, well, I guess now we're not actually getting all of it. So. I mean, but. everything will be on Game Pass eventually. Because that's just the model Microsoft's going to take over with. We we all are aware of this. They forced Sony okay. to have to do the same thing. I mean, I got no problem with stuff showing up on Game Pass. More stuff that shows up on there that like I can I can look at and actually test out if it's gonna be if it's my style of game or not without committing like seventy dollars for a game. I'll take it anytime. I mean I will too. I mean I also love things like one of the few games I've been playing this week, uh just came on the game pass, uh Beacon Pines. It's a indie it's an indie game that's very narrative driven. Um Really, the best way to put it is it's pretty much a choose-your-own-adventure game. You find, like, little tokens, which I forget what they're called in the game, and you use them to choose a branching path to find out where that story goes. 
heavily narrative. Very entertaining. Um, I mean, it's like a two gig download, so it's not very big at all. I mean, it took me like two sittings to finish it, about five hours altogether. So, I mean, it's a nice little just narrative game. I'd like to go more into it, but since it is solely narrative. Yeah, yes, it's kind of hard to with some of those shorter, like, narrative type games because, I mean, anything you say about it is kind of just almost ruining the experience of someone playing it for the first time. Yeah, because after playing through all the routes and everything, because whenever you do reach an end, it lets you go back to previous to a previous choice to so you don't have to just immediately play through everything again. Um, oh, so you don't you don't have to do like multiple playthroughs to get nope. all the different Oh, that's nice. Yes, it's a very nice touch. Um but yeah, once I hit all the end all the endings I just went this was very nice. It's a good memory. I can only ever play this by curiously through someone else now. <laughs> yeah, it's like man, it's like I like everything you've done here, but you have nothing else to offer me. Yes, exactly. Which is sad, and hopefully that indie developer ends up doing something else because I definitely would pick it up and try it after playing Beacon Pines. Yeah. I, see, that's one thing. Like, I like when games give you something like that to do, or it's like when it, when it's accessible to do and isn't required to like you're not required to go through a bunch of effort to to see everything available in the game yeah no i mean because uh go ahead i mean they do it well they do a decent pacing and with how you acquire the tokens and whatnot it sort of does guide you on which path you have to take before finally getting to uh the last couple endings so, I mean, they do actually have a very good pathing, even with it doing a my choice type game. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, uh, like that style game where it's like, it's kind of non-intrusive. It's like that game kind of tells you where to go. One of the one of the games in the past couple of years that I played that was like that was uh, Force of Nature 2. Yeah. It's like, I got really into that game. That's not... That's much longer of a game, just by nature of mm-hmm. the design of it. Uh, it was it was the same way for me, where it's like playing, it's like going through and actually playing it. It's like to get everything. It's like I didn't go through and get all the achievements because it's like getting all the achievements in the game is kind of just like sit. It, it one of the things is like spend uh, so many days in the game, and it's like. Okay, well, I played the game for seventy hours, and I'm forty days in, and I need to be—I need to be here for sixty more days. God, yeah, it's like, it's like that. I could—I don't—I don't need to hundred percent this with that. I'm not just gonna leave this running for that to happen. I mean, I don't know what you're but talking was, about. I did that from you too. Yeah, but it's like it's—it's it's similar thing of uh, getting getting everything I wanted to out of that game, or like oh, just about everything it had to offer. It didn't require me to like put in a bunch of extra effort to go do extra stuff or go like you don't gotta go down these weird paths. You don't gotta spend ten hours working on something just to just to see one little thing. It was very much like here's kind of the layout of it. Go in this order, and you'll get pretty much everything there is to offer. That's fair. Um... I can appreciate when games do that. So yeah, that's fair. It's just only if that was my type of game. I mean, I could very much see that for 
just in general, because I know my father got really big into Force of Nature as well for a while. And because doesn't that isn't that one that sort of breaks it apart, where you can't go through a certain passage till you get progressed so far with your stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay, it's one where, where like you start off on like kind of like this this beach, and then you it's like when you're on the beach, the game kind of teaches you about collecting and gathering up resources and stuff. And then it's like as you progress through the different zones, you unlock different you unlock the different crafting materials to make everything, and then you can't go to the next zone until you clear it out and get the resources required to go through it and all that. So it's it's a slow, grindy game, but it's a lot of fun. Also, Alex still tuning in for the Sony crying and stuff. No, Alex, at this point, Sony crying, and then Blue Box will be forever the tinfoil hats that we'll wear going forward forever. If Blue Box ever shows back up after the last shenanigans they did. I just got disappeared out of hole now. Never to be heard from again. <laughs> I can hope. I yeah, we'll see about that. Because I mean just like one of the things that came out was uh Silent Hill related was a short message that was apparently rated in Korea and some parent announcement for a game coming at some point. I can only ex- assume, depending on who's working on that Silent Hill, there's gonna be a Easter egg of a blue box somewhere. If they want to acknowledge it at all, seeing as they went hard on the whole, it's the next Silent Hill we're making. Um, maybe they will. I don't know. I got the blue box stuff. I just get. I'm tired of hearing it. I had to hear it from you two so much. I mean, it was a hole we had to jump in, John. You didn't have to. You chose to jump into it, and y'all went deep. No. But I mean, it is what it is. Sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm sort of... Blue Box will never die, yes. Nah. <laughs> uh, one of the... Kind of one of the one of the games I ended up playing over... Played it a little bit last night, and then spent a decent, decent amount of today playing it, actually, is uh, the 1.0 release of Grounded came out. And, uh... I jumped into it with a buddy of mine, and we've been playing, we've we've been playing a co-op world together. Mm-hmm. And man, that game, in in ways the game makes sense, and in other ways the game is very frustrating. I don't uh, see how it's a survival. It's a survival game, isn't it? It's a survival game, but there's certain aspects of the survivalness of it that annoy me. And one, of, it's like one of them, and it 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 all makes sense in the context of the size of your characters and the fact that you're really small, but it irritates the piss out of me. Why? Because you're hunting torches, the kids. No, one torch. Torches burn out super fast, but it makes sense with how small they are. Okay, fair enough. It's like the, it's like if when it gets dark outside, if you're out, like uh, we were, we were trying to be out exploring and trying to like navigate while climbing through like a hedge essentially so we're climbing up all these branches and everything and it's we can't see in front of our feet so we don't know if we're about to fall to our death or if we're on the if we're actually walking a clear path so it's it, and it's like you it, even if you make a torch and pull it out you got the torch for about 15 seconds before it burns out <laughs> but 
and like I said, it it just makes sense because the torch is basically just like a small little twig that they you pick up off the ground. Which, considering the size of the characters, is maybe like a millimeter. Oh yeah, like every there's there's some uh, there's some interesting or like there's some fun things like you'll you'll find a coke can that's like ten times your size lay it on the ground or like you'll find a baseball and it looks fucking massive but, are, there, are there hornets but, back like, in that game again what's that hornets uh Cause I, knew I don't know if I've, i don't know if i've seen hornets we've it's like maybe uh, it was bees it was one of the mosquito, other mosquitoes are fucking like I, what, mosquitoes are just run on sight right now because they're they're very fast and they'll chase you to the ends of the earth <laughs> But uh, I I sent you a screenshot right before we, or a little bit before we started, yes. of what the arachnophobia slider actually does. It essentially just takes like reduces the graphics of the spider like to very shitty proportions, takes the legs away, and then just so it's basically just the body and a and a head. So it's just like two two weird orbs attached to each other that just run around floating in the air. I was about to say, instead of being high-res, it just takes it all the way back to, like, mid-90s PC graphics. Yeah. It's like, it, it in no way looks like a spider. Like, I didn't I didn't know what a spider looked like until uh, me and my buddy were, like, both walking through, and he called spider. And I, I, I called him back over. I'm like, are you talking about that thing right there? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, now I know what they look like. Because I assume I he doesn't have arachnophobia on. No, he doesn't have it on. So it's like, I have it on, man. It's, sometimes it's worse, I think. Especially, like, at nighttime, because I can't... I don't know what the spiders actually look like, but I know what this big giant blob running at me in the dark looks like. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, yeah, that's probably might be a little scary. Just a giant amorphous blob running straight at you from the darkness. At least a spider yeah. makes sense. This blob, no. Yeah. No, I mean, at the base level of it, it, it is just, like, there's a there's kind of, like, the story to it. of Like, it starts off with a cutscene of just, like, kids missing from, like, another set of kids missing from this, uh, this school. And then you just, like, a briefcase falls in, falls into the yard from the sky with a parachute on it. And then you pop the briefcase open and come out. That's the start to the game. Okay. And then so, you just, it's like you get out, you start gathering stuff up. So it's not and even it's the like, kids you're playing as, it's some other group of kids? No, the kids we're playing as is the latest group to go missing. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. But yeah, and it's like to, for upgrades in that, at least as far as we can tell right now, like you pick, you gather materials and then there's like these little research tents everywhere and you analyze the material, similar to uh, the system for raft. Okay. If you if you play that, you know, you, the first time you get the material, you you analyze it at the workbench, mm -hmm. and then it tells you all the recipes and everything associated with it. Gotcha. So it's got a system like that to it, and every time you analyze, you get like science points, and that that it's like when you fill the science bar up is when essentially when you get your level up to the next, so you can make like more and more advanced tools and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know it gets it, pretty in deep because uh, Keontae, who we've had on the show once, him and a group of people play 
the shit out of Grounded to the point that they're yeah. looking for new content. Yeah, we've we've not gotten super far into it. Like we've moved our base around a few times. We've been we've been hounded by uh, wolf spiders. They've run us off from a few locations. Uh, like we can't do anything about them right now. Yeah. But it's like there was one point. I'm pretty sure we were like essentially walking into a boss lair because <laughs> we it's like we were climbing through these branches and stuff, end up on a frisbee, and then there's just like this webby like this little cave but it's just built full of webs and you start walking down it and like there's ants and stuff ants grasshoppers everything just like webbed into the walls and it ends in a big open room with a hole in the top that's a nope and, and i it's like i got in there and uh, my buddy like is walking around looks up he goes yep there's a hole in there not going any further they're gonna come from the ceiling nope <laughs> no not not doing it not doing it See, if yeah, understanding... it's like it's it's I will say it, like it's more fun than I I thought it would be just running around in that although it, it's kind of getting to the point where like we actually have to we're, we've got to actually gather stuff up and get like we're at the okay we've been running around mindlessly for a little while and we have some materials but now let's go get the materials, get some upgrades so we can actually progress. I mean, Alex says that the game apparently still sounds like hell to him, but all I got to say in that is, like, you didn't like horror games, and then you started playing the Mortuary. I mean, give it a shot, Alex. Turn on Arachnophobia. You'll be fine. Yeah. The, uh, the, I will say, the thing is, like, so far, like, spiders are... They're not... At least so far in the game, they're not as like prevalent as I thought they would be. They're not always there. They're all over the place. But we don't have to encounter them if we don't want to right now, for the most part. Because it's like, there's only a few that we've encountered where if they see you and they start chasing after you, you're basically dead. Like, we can't outrun them, we can't get past them. It's like, they'll come hit us, poison us, and then it's like, you could try to run away, but it's going to catch you. But other than that, we've been able to, it's like, some of them we can fight, some of them we just run from. Most of the time, we just try to run from them. You think they'd ever make a web weaver spider that just shoots webs at you and pulls you in? I don't know about pulling in, but they, it's like, they shoot webs at you, they'll spit acid at you. It's like, man, everything, most everything is out to kill you. Okay, fair enough. But but then again, some stuff makes sense. Like ladybugs, you can ladybugs just wander around. They're not gonna hurt you unless you hit them. Which just that's why I say it's like some of the stuff makes sense. Like, uh, like lightning bugs and that. They just kind of float around at night. They're not gonna do anything unless you run up and hit them. Can you make and a little mount? Like, I don't know about mount. I I don't know if you can if you can do that. I know that. I know that, like, uh, like a bu bunch of the insects and in that, if you kill them, you can take their heads and mount them to a wall. Or mount them to a stick. Not the mounting I was talking about, but I guess fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Now, I knew it wasn't what you meant, but uh, it's something you could do. Fair enough, I guess. But yeah, I mean, at the point at the point we're at, we're we don't have 
we haven't made it too far. Like we've just kind of run around the yard exploring, just trying to trying to like find a bunch of new stuff. We're still in the tier one like uh, tools and everything. So like, because uh, I th I think with 1.0 they they release like tier three tools and weapons and stuff. Uh, and it's like currently we're still in tier one. I don't know how you get to tier two. We don't. It's like we don't really know what we're doing. We're just. It's like as you play the game, like object, like little objectives will come up, like, uh, like, okay, you're at this research tip. Now go try to do this. Oh, you found like this. You found a lab. Go explore the lab. Okay, now you've done this. So it 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 kind of points you in directions to go, but you're kind of free to go there at your leisure. Fair enough. I mean, I mean, it sounds a lot better than I thought. I might check it out eventually. I'm still not big on survival games, but. Plus about it is it is on Game Pass console and PC, yeah. so it that was that was a that was a thing. It was like because I knew 1.0 had had come out because I got the notification on Steam, and I was like, you know, I tried it before. I didn't, but I tried it playing by myself, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm probably not gonna play this by myself. But I was like, ah, I'll see if anybody wants to play it and maybe jump into it for a little while. And so far, it's been surprisingly fun. Survival aspects annoy me, but they're like they can get to me and start to annoy me. But at the same time, we're kind of getting to the we've gotten to the point and just have chosen not to use aspects that survival games give you to combat the survival part of it mm -hmm. for like food, water, and that. So like the ability to carry water and stuff with you, we just haven't made any of that stuff. So it's been annoying us that we still have to worry about it. But we've also just chosen not to interact with that stuff yet. So it's one of those where it's like, kind of, at a certain point, you have to embrace the fact that it's a survival game. Yeah. You know, it's sort of an, an offtake of a survival game. As I mentioned to you before the show, I've picked up a uh, older game again recently of Shadow of War, um, the Lord of the Rings game, because I was. Yeah really messing with it and I don't know why it popped up. It popped up some of the like unique interactions you can have with the Orakai and whatnot. I went, sure. Why not? I'll mess with it again. So I've been messing with that on the Nemesis difficulty, which I think there's one difficulty higher than it. And it definitely gives a bit of a different change to the whole thing of it because the first time around played it I think on like just normal and more, just more or less murdered everyone and took all the strongholds as I needed. This one has been a lot more interesting in just how the Orakai and Ogres have actually been able to kill me more consistently and just me try and go ahead and get a revenge and the same one just offs me again or um, a few occasional times where one will just like walk off and I guess that's like a humiliation. I guess, I guess the whole thing with that is because they don't find you worthy enough to kill. I was just like, cool, my life. <laughs> But I mean, that's yeah, that's uh, definitely an interesting diving into the Nemesis system again, learning what uh, the different interactions you can have with characters and whatnot. Yeah. I was just gonna say for anybody anybody uh, watching that uh, either hasn't played or was looking for an opportunity to pick up any like Shadow of War or that currently on Steam, there's a Warner Brothers sale going on right now where uh, they're fairly cheap. Uh, I think the the two 
Lord of the Rings games, I think you could pick up both copies for like nine bucks right now. Oh yeah, no, that's super cheap. I mean, and you can get quite a bit of play out of both of those. More War than uh, Mordor, but Mordor's still good. Gotta double check myself real quick, because I thought... Which yeah, reminds... Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor, like game game of the year editions, basically both of them ten fifty on Steam until the sixth. That's not bad at all. That also reminds me, I need to go and play the Back for Blood expansion, Children of the Worm, at some point because I have it. I was gonna say you keep forgetting that you actually have these expansions, <gasps> and I... then it's always, oh yeah, I need to go do this. Well, I completely forgot that I bought the. I forget. I don't remember if it was like the ultimate edition or whatnot of Back for Blood. Because I mean, Back for Blood's a real fun game and everything. I just went hard on the purchase for it. Forgot that it came with the annual pass. So anytime that comes out, I'm like, "All right, I have that." That's one of those weird games where like the the beta or something came out for it, and like I went pretty hard on the beta. Mm-hmm. I played it. I played the beta quite a bit, and like me and me and a few other of my friends were like, we. It was one of those games that, like, you play and you're having a lot of fun with and you're excited for the game to come out, and then the game comes out, but you feel like you played the game. Yeah. And it's like, I know there's a lot more to it than what we played, but it was one of those where that feeling was just there, and we didn't... It was hard to go back to. It's like Fantasy Star Online. We never we never purchased a subscription for that game. Demo for life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Play the same demo for... Same 10-minute demo for 30 hours. Yes, exactly. But, I mean... Yeah. Sort of brings up a thing, because, like... I think I mentioned last week, demos are sort of coming back, in which I find interesting. Did you ever go and mess with that uh, Wulong game? Dude, I fucking suck at that game. Oh, did you mess with it? I fucking suck. (laughs) That game pissed me (laughs) off. I don't know what it is. I think those, like, those... Souls games? Those Souls type games, like I want to have the patience for them, but I one I got patience when it comes to certain aspects of some games. Like some games, I could sit there and I could gr- I could do grindy shit all day long. Like if I like the environment of the game or if I like the atmosphere of the game or something like that, mm-hmm. I can do that shit all day long with no issue. But you keep killing if the same two goddamn enemies keep killing me over and over and over again and i it's like i'm i'm the stubborn type where i'm gonna do the same thing over and over again even though it doesn't work and i don't know if it was i don't know if i was overestimating my skill overestimating like anything about myself but man i suck at that game see i actually sort of like that for a souls game mostly i just because it felt faster paced to me versus I mean, the last Souls games I played was Dark Souls 3. So, I mean, there may be other Souls games that are faster paced now, too, but... I don't know if it was just the fact that, like... Because when you start the demo, you you pick between, like, one of several classes. Yeah. As far And that basically just determines what your starting magic is. Yes. Like, starting magic and weapons, basically. And I was... I don't know if, like... Because I played the one that, like, debuffs and... Debuffs enemies and... Yeah, that's what I went with. Damage over time stuff. I love the idea of that, and in general, that's what I would like to play in most scenarios. Is is kind of like I'm either gonna play the like the bursty character, 
for the like debuff like drain over time character kind of those are those are my two go-tos yeah that was sort of my thing i went the metal mage as well and everything i also feel like that game for me would have been a lot more fun because it does allow for multiplayer with up to two other people in the same instance yeah i was like i was i was playing that and i was just i meant to go back to it at some point but like i i played it for like 30 minutes got like nowhere in the demo that's right. like I, I made it like nowhere i mean i eventually made it uh to new zones and everything it took me a little bit it took a lot of uh making me reconsider of going the assassin route because for single play i was just backstabbing a lot of people yeah like i mean i've i i had the the route to the enemies that kept killing me i had that I, I was Everybody on that path was slaughtered. Like, nothing happened to me. But then the same two enemies just kept killing me. And I I don't know. I I think my my problem with games like that, like some of those action combats, while I really enjoy them, when it's like heavy counter focus and things like that, mm -hmm. I forget that in the moment because I, like, I, I kind of get into my own rhythm and then I forget Especially when there's multiple enemies, I forget to follow what everyone else is doing, which is so ideal like, for I'm, a Souls game. Yeah, which is like I'm f I'm fine most of the time when it's like one enemy there. I I'm, I got nothing. But when there's like three of them, I'm like, well, I'm just gonna die here. You probably would have very much disliked the boss though, trying to learn that pattern. Well, that's the thing. It's like if I was, it's like I was struggling because I was struggling to get the overall like gameplay of it down of like how the combat worked because i very quickly like got through the like the enemies that i was just killed me because it's a souls game and you're gonna die against the first few enemies you fight as you learn it mm -hmm. uh that was happening to me a fair amount plus i don't play souls games so it's like i died a few times at the beginning, I was like, "Okay, now I've got this down." Then I'm running further into the further into the level, and I'm like, "Okay, well, let's try this." And then I just die, and I'm like, "Okay, well, let's try it again." Okay, well that didn't work that time, but I got close. I said, "Okay, let's try it again." And then like ten times later, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "I'm just getting now. I'm getting frustrated, and I'm not following what the the combat the game tried to teach me. I'm just beating my head into a wall." Oh, uh, that's rough. That really is. But, I mean, it's one of those where it's like, I knew what my problem was, and I just refused to change it. Yeah, I'll be curious when the game actually comes out. I may take a glance at it for full release, because it did also, that demo starts you at, like, level 10, so I assume that's past the initial intro and stuff, and maybe right at the, past the beginning stuff, maybe leading in towards uh, mid-game, but I could be wrong. Uh, so I would very much see how that game starts and everything. See if I feel any different about it. It's one of those two where it's like at the start of the. It's like playing at the start of the game. It could. I mean, that could entirely change my outlook on it. I. I at this point, I'm gonna say I'm firmly in that I don't think I'll play it. But sometimes I surprise myself with what I buy. Uh, especially because playing that game co-op might like completely change my attitude on it. But playing it from the beginning where it's like that 
might give me more of an incentive to play it or like want to try it because like demo stuff sometimes demos are sometimes demos are really like really good at drawing you drawing me in in particular and then sometimes the demo doesn't appeal to me and then when i play the game later i'm like okay well this is what i was this is what i was wanting i don't know what about the demo didn't get it to me yeah i got you i was sort of looking at some of the things because i was curious when uh wulong was coming out and i just started looking at a list of uh october game releases uh on the note of like demos and stuff i did try after after last week uh, I did go out and try the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 beta. Oh, how was that? I didn't try it for very long, but because I mean it's it's Call of Duty. I mean, I mean, yeah, you know what you're getting. It it's Call of Duty. I jumped into it. I was like, let's just let's see if it's if it's what I ex- expect it to be. I I mean, play a few rounds of it, I, like. I hop, I hopped in. I mean, my first game in, it's like I don't know the map. I'm just basically W keying in, uh, like with a, not paying attention to anything, just charging in. And uh, didn't it's like my team didn't win the game, but I, I top bragged. So I call that a moral victory. Hey, there you go. Apparently, Alex put a lot of time into it than he thought he would. I don't know what that consists of, like. We talking like over twenty hours? Oh, I would say, I would say no. I mean, probably not. <laughs> as, but as far as that goes, uh, no. Nah, I th- like I said, I didn't play a lot of it. I played a few rounds of it just to be like, is it COD? Yeah, it's COD. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I didn't get, I didn't get, or like dive super deep into it. I wasn't worrying about like trying to level up and. It get all, all kinds of crazy with us. Like, let's just jump in and see if it's COD. Yeah, it's COD. I mean, sort of put it on there. I mean, it comes out on the 28th of this month, sort of finishing out of notable games for October. I mean, we get another release of Resident Evil Village Gold Edition. Finally get after all these years, Bayonetta 3 at the end of the month. We also get our fabulous that we've been talking about, Gotham Knights. What are we going to play that on? Uh, I would assume Xbox. Okay. Because it's either PC or Xbox for me if y'all two decide to shun me and play it on, my, on y'all's PS5s. I mean, uh, Alex asked me that a while ago when, it w- when we were talking about it. He was like, what do you think? What are you probably going to get Gotham Knights? I was like, probably my Series S. Like I'll probably just get it for it. Oh, Alex apparently already pre-ordered it for Xbox, so. Oh, speaking of pre-ordering, I got my uh, I got my order in for the God of War Ragnarok, uh, Dual Sense. Oh, nice. Just one. What's, what's that? Just one. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass to buy. I don't doubt it because anything God of like War is immediately like, botting. Like it. It became available in the U.S. and within like what felt like ten seconds, Target was sold out. Damn. And then like the PlayStation Store, like it just I was it's like I was trying to buy it, but like the store was not 
and I guess so, like it may have just had a bunch of people try to buy it, but the store just kept having errors on trying to purchase it. But okay. eventually, eventually it went through. Apparently, you were more dedicated than Alex because he apparently didn't get his because he gave up. Yeah, yeah, no, I got it. The the funny thing was he he did the same thing he did when I got uh when he told me about the PS5 where he sent me the message like of the tweet saying it was available. Mm-hmm. But I was already logged in trying to buy one. <laughs> I was on it that day. I woke up checking the I I woke up checking to see if the, if it was available yet. Here's an interesting one that's coming in coming out mid this month. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. It's an asymmetrical game. Four people make new. You make a new Ghostbuster, and four people play as Ghostbusters, and one person plays as the ghost. I assume to either haunt them or kill them. Um, I don't know. I I feel like people like like uh, Dead by Daylight kind of nailed the four v one kind of aspect to games. Yeah. And and I it, I feel like other games in the past few years have been like, well, that game seems to be doing well. People really enjoy that. Let's do our take on it. And I feel like, even though like I'm not a Dead by Daylight player, like I tried to, I played it when it, like before it first came out during the beta with you guys, and uh, that was yeah, that was enough for me. But uh, it's like I understand the appeal of it. And it's one of those where I see, I feel like a lot of people are trying to, in a sense, emulate that success. I uh, mean, yeah. Or like emulate the same formula that, that that like Dead by Daylight has. Yeah, Dead where... by Daylight definitely hit the asymmetrical gameplay peak. I mean, because that was during the when pretty much everyone was coming out with an asymmetrical game, and it has sort of died off pretty heavily since then, a couple years back. I mean, we still get a couple here and there. They're fairly entertaining. Um, some people are still trying to mess with that formula, see if they can do something new with it. I mean, it's Ghostbusters, man. It might, it could yeah. be very entertaining. Because I mean, they. I mean, I'm not. It could, it could be entertaining. I mean, it, it'll be, it'll, it'll probably be entertaining the same way Dragon Ball Breakers is entertaining, or will be entertaining. Where people are gonna play it. It's like people will play it because it's Ghostbusters, and people will play Breakers because it's Dragon Ball. People play Dragon Ball Breakers just to go beat the shit out of the villain, because I've yet to see a game where people actually escape. It's usually either the villain kills everybody, or the G, the player's Z fighter form and beat the shit out of the villain. Yeah, I feel like that's... See, that, that's one of those where it's like, you don't know how long that game's gonna last then, because that's the same formula that ended up happening with uh, Friday the 13th. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth still has a community, surprisingly. Yeah, I know, but like when it came out, it was it was very much like there was a there was like a solid week of like of like Jason running rampant, killing everyone, and then the next week it was just nothing but like videos of people just like making basically just being like we're we're gonna kill you and we're gonna we're gonna torture you while we do it. I mean, it was very much that flex of. Everyone just playing as Jason and just murdering people because Jason was broken. And then people realizing how broken Jason was and figuring out, well, we can glitch this and we can just murder him. Because I remember playing quite a bit of Friday the 13th at like first couple months it came out and just ended up in a lobby with a bunch of people who 
are actually fairly good at the game, and somebody somebody being a being mean to um was playing with us and whatnot. He got they rolled Jason instead of going okay. I'm gonna play Jason. They apparently had someone sitting there with them who had never played and just handed them the controller, and a lobby full yeah. of people who knew how to fight against Jason. Yeah, might as well. They knew what was gonna happen to him. Yeah, exactly because it was just a bunch of teenage counselors just beating yeah. the hell out of Jason. Yeah. That could, like, I don't know how that game is now, but that, like that was a game that very much went from being oh shit, there's Jason, run away, to hey look, it's Jason, let's go bully him. Pretty much, yes, and it was very entertaining either and way. It, it was one of those where it's like that turned around so fast. Yeah, because Jason ended up getting buffed again eventually. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't got anything else. You think we should hit these weekly wrap-up things? Uh, yeah. Let's let's get into it. All right. So first up, which honestly should be major news, but none of us really care about Overwatch 2 all that much, but oh. Overwatch 2 drama fun stuff. So apparently, for new player experience, you have to play... Oh, God. Oh, shit. Here he comes. <laughs> How you doing, boys? How we going? Oh, How's God. He's just been waiting for this. He has, apparently. Like, it's sitting there going, fucking talk about Overwatch already. As soon as I heard Zach say, all right, so we take a look around, I'm like, all right, it's time. It's time. We should have waited to do Overwatch last. We should have. I should have started with something else. What's up, boys? How we doing? What's up? Vacation Alex joining us for the end of this. So, more or less... What's going on here is for, apparently for new players with Overwatch 2, you're going to have to play 100 matches to unlock the beginning champions from Overwatch 1. So it's more or less just going to be a progression thing of as you win matches, you'll unlock characters until you hit 100. But that's just for the initial roster from when Overwatch originally released. For any characters that came out after the initial release, you have to play more games. Because other champions, such as Echo, apparently it's looking you're going to need like 150. 50, in which Echo was towards the end of that roster list, so yeah. so what, maybe like five to eight games for champion, I'm thinking? I would have it, to... That, that seems to be about the average from what I saw from PC gamers that it's going to be like uh, like about three to four games, and they're basically going to obviously start you off with lower, you know, skill-based champions, like to start off like so many from support, damage, and tank. Yeah, uh, They do throw you some more skill heavy champions at least in my opinion and some other people's opinions to play them properly because like right off the bat you unlock genji very quickly but genji is a popular hero so that yes. makes sense but you play genji very very well that is a pretty high skill gap at least in my opinion like you know yeah. you really need to know what you're doing with genji to actually be a good genji you know yeah you can kind of milk it until you get your ult and get a lot of kills that way but if you want to be a good genji you can do everything without your ult so i don't know it's, it's kind of fascinating the way they're doing it the real question is, will I be able to just hit him with my wallet for whoever I want? No, not I don't believe no. So, if, no. You, if you are, if you're a new player and you have no experience from Overwatch One transferring over, no, you cannot. Which is part of the problem. Well, I feel like. But if I had Overwatch One and I played it years ago. Then can I hit him with my wallet? No, because you're good. Because yes. if you have Overwatch One experience, that care and you <clears throat> actually carry your account over, it carries over, and you automatically have all those characters unlocked. Oh well, that's it. 
So the only that, thing you can hit them with so the wallet. So all they're all they're punishing is people that are trying the game for the first time. Correct. Yes. Yes. Correct. They're trying to play it off as they're using it from like new player feedback from Overwatch, where like players came in and just felt like super overwhelmed because there's just so many options, and that's that's what they're trying to play it off as. Which I I don't know. I, I think that's kind of crap, in my opinion. Uh, I think this whole new first player experience approach is, is kind of garbage. But I mean, you know, uh, I, I, the, I can, the point is the bottom line: game's free to play. So that's that's at least I one mean, plus. I can understand not wanting to release basic like the whole roster, like right away from people being like, okay, well, there's too many characters to pick from. I don't know who to play. Don't. It's like by the time they get done unlocking characters after playing a hundred matches i mean hell half the new players like half the people that'll be coming into it that never played overwatch one they're not gonna play a hundred matches probably not mm -hmm. it's like granted i mean here's here's the big question for unlocking characters is it like a preset character like list that you unlock yes or? it's like it's, oh, it's kind of like a battle pass almost it's because, like I said, you get busy like very early on, for example. Because so, yeah, like the, the way that it unlocks is like, like lower skill rates. So if it's like, say it's like five, I'm just estimating five to eight games or something to unlock a character. Yeah. You yeah. don't even get to you you don't even get to pick the character on the roster that you would want to play. Oh man. That's Correct. Correct. Half, I mean, hell, anytime I, granted, I don't play a lot of Overwatch, but anytime I play one of these, like games where it's like champions in some way whether it be a, a MOBA a shooter or something like that the first thing I do is go look at the roster and find the character that like I'll look through and find the character I get and I'm like that's the first character I'm buying or if given the option that's the first character I'm playing yes exactly yeah. so not having that option not having that option like if I if I would have to play a hundred matches and then put still potentially or like 100 matches to get the character i wanted say i'm not gonna play the 100 matches i'm just gonna choose not yeah. to exactly because like pc like a uh, pc uh gamers who it was they had a chance to like start a new profile and play through it and they they stress that the grind is just as bad as it seems uh which honestly yeah i could 100 see because like i mean that, that's kind of the downside too because like, whenever i approach like these hero shooters or mobas or whatever i'm the same way like i'll find a character that i think looks really cool and i'll be like okay when i get the chance i'm buying that character so like if you're in this situation and let's say let's say you like anna i, I don't know where anna would be on there i feel like anna would probably be on the lower on the higher end of things you know she's she be. like kind of a, a skill-based healer uh, let, let's say it's like you're you're naturally a support player in games. You see, oh, oh yeah, Ana looks cool, but then you're gonna have to play 80 matches to get Ana. It's like fuck that, man. I'm not doing that. It's stupid. Yeah. By the time you get to that point, you're it's like one, you'll have either just learned to like a different character more than you would enjoy that character, or you're gonna get there, and by the time you get to play who you want to play, you're not gonna care, or you're just not gonna make it there in, in, to begin with. Yep. See, an interesting I think thing about this that I think they could do from a game that RIP, uh, Battleborn, one thing that they did interesting was with their character roster, you couldn't purchase them, but the thing they did was you either unlocked a character once you hit a certain profile rank, or if you completed a certain challenge for that character. So if there was a specific character you wanted, you could 
farm that challenge, and once you beat that challenge, you're good. They're unlocked. Go. So, I mean, that might be an interesting thing they could look at, maybe adding challenges for characters. I doubt they would. Or, um, seeing as it is a free-to-play game, later on down the line, depending on the backlash from this or whatever controversy from it, they might Man, add to... a money way. Man, I had to look that up, because I was like, that sounds familiar. You're bringing up Battleborn? Fuck yeah. I loved Battleborn. <laughs> I, I played that until it died. I played it a little bit. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't play it like near as much as you did, but I played it a little bit. Like, it, I mean, it was it was a fun game. It was a fun game. It came out the same time as Overwatch originally released, and that's yeah. sort of what killed it. It got overshadowed hard just because there people were comparing the characters and whatnot. They were actually very much two different games, but just with how they were advertised and promoted, they yeah. were poorly put against each other, and Overwatch just murdered it. Yeah, one one had the wallet behind it, and one didn't. But I mean, overall, I mean, the whole having to play 100 games to unlock all the initial roster, then more, that's very much going to be a grind for people who are like, Overwatch is going to be my game because I can't afford anything else and it's free to play. I feel like the idea is good if they were to just reduce the number of games, like maybe 50 games or less. Like, I feel like the idea could could be could work. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be much more doable. Yeah, if if you're going to have like a system where, okay, we want them to play and unlock the characters at a slower rate or something. It's like, yeah, even if you cut it in half, or it's like even a third then, it's like to the point where win or loss, whatever, every other game, say you're unlocking a character, or every third game you're unlocking a character. It's like that would give someone, like a new player, maybe the incentive to actually or to like go into it a little bit more because then you're gonna get that feeling of you're do- you're progressing in some way at least it's like okay well I got this character maybe I'll give them a shot now play them for a couple games if the- if the- they're not what you wanted to play or you're not feeling it by the time you understand that a new character is unlocked whereas if you gotta play even if it's just minimum five games well what if like in the first ten or 15 characters or something you don't find one that you identify with or one that you enjoy playing and exactly it's like, it's like are you gonna just keep playing the game hoping that the next character is gonna do it or are you just gonna go i guess this isn't the game for me i mean it's funny because like blizzard thinks this new approach is gonna help bring in a wider audience this is gonna help kill a wider audience it really is. <laughs> You, all you're doing is bringing over your audience from Overwatch 1. You're not getting an Overwatch 2 audience. I'm sorry, you're not. Lizzie. Because that's very much a dedicated grind, especially for PC gamers, saying at this point in time, unless they change it in between now from that chance in here in like a couple of days. Because it starts on Monday, right? October 3rd? Uh, t- uh, Tuesday. Uh, the, game, the game will launch on Tuesday. Overwatch 1 ends on uh, Monday. Right, because there's a 24 gap of no Overwatch, right? Yeah, yeah where the world will be at peace. I'll say then, because the other thing that was on here that kind of just blows me away in a sense is the like the fact that you have to not play, but win 50 games before you can play competitive. Right? <laughs> if you go, if, I've never like, seen that. If you, it's like I understand some like most games that have a competitive and a casual sense 
will make you play a certain to an ex certain extent before you can play competitive. For league, it's level thirty. For other games, it's like level t five, level ten, profile level, where it's like okay, well you've played. It's like you've played enough casual games to where you understand how the game is supposed to be played is usually what determines when you get to go to competitive. At least, it, it's the way that it feels. It's like, okay, when you've hit this point, you can play competitive because you should understand the base at the base level how the game is played. Whereas this is like, if you go on, a, if if you have an unlucky streak. Granted, it would be a really unlucky streak. You could play 200 games before you could play competitive. Yeah. Sure. But let's not forget the other thing that's really throwing people for a loop here is that for you to be able to play, you have to have a phone number associated with your Blizzard.net account, but it can't just be a go-buy-phone. It has to have a plan service attached to it. So you have to be paying a monthly payment on your phone attached to your Blizzard.net account to be able to access Overwatch 2. It's just weird to me. I mean, I guess it's one way to... I guess it's one way to have a free-to-play game. Like a free-to-play FPS game. To try to avoid cheaters. It is definitely it's unique yeah. taste. Now, I, under I understand the prepaid thing. That makes perfect sense to me. Just the phone thing in general doesn't make sense to me, though. Well, it's the... Well, the other thing is, like, if you don't have some way to tie an account back to, like, a source, it, because the other thing is, like, a lot of, a lot of the free-to-play games, especially FPS, is, end up being run rampant with cheaters. But if the game only requires an email address to sign up, yes, which if without a phone number or something, that's all it is. It's an email address, and you, it's like the time it takes you to generate that's email address hard. and create an account. Is, 20 seconds. Yeah, it's like you could have a new account created with a new email address in under two minutes and be back into it on a new account. That's fair. That's fair. So it's like, I understand the I I understand it. I've not, I guess I haven't really seen it done this way before. Uh, but I mean it, it makes sense. But I don't know. It's. It's definitely an interesting take. I don't. I mean, it is an interesting thing, but I don't think it's going to be a big thing just because most, a large portion of people have some sort of paid service. So I it's gonna it's gonna end up like there's gonna be the few stories that come out of people that either don't have a service plan or like don't have a phone or something that want to play that end up just causing a ruckus for it yeah. when the game actually comes out. But I mean, overall, I'm not going to play it. How about y'all? I'll get talked into playing play it a few matches. I'm still going to play it. Like, you know, this is stupid. Uh, it sucks for trying to bring in a new audience because it won't, in my opinion. Like I said, you're gonna, the only thing they're going to successfully do is bring over the Overwatch audience. They're not, bringing, they're not creating a new Overwatch 2 audience, which that sucks. But, hey, I played Overwatch 1, so I'm good. So I mean I'll, I'll, I'm gonna play it. Uh, I've been looking forward to the game. Uh, you know the new features to the game, new map modes and stuff looks fun. Uh, new champions look fun. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but you know, there are some obvious problems. But like I'll end up getting talked into playing it a little bit, and I'll probably get frustrated with it and quit playing it. <laughs> that's that's probably accurate. Yeah. 
Oop, didn't mean to do that. Oh well. Yeah. But speaking of something that's dying, Stadia, it's dead. Hit yeah, I, okay, okay. Speaking of this, I read a, I read an article, like right before I got into the into the Discord with you, Zach. Okay. Of there is one guy that this article is uh, about who has oh like almost six thousand hours in Red Dead Redemption on Stadia. Oof. <laughs> and when it shuts Fucking when it oof. shuts down, he's he's losing it. So there's no way for and, him and to like, and he's trying to appeal. He's trying to appeal to Rockstar to like give him a one-time transfer because he's like, <gasps> "You guys told me that I'd be able to play it here, and then now it's being shut down. What am I supposed to do?" He's like, "I've got right. over six thousand hours invested into this." It's. Like, I'm assuming this is obviously mo- a lot of it focusing on Red Dead Online is why he wants an account. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like yeah, it's it's like okay. Because I think the article said like he had made a comment that he doesn't he didn't he didn't really play the single player aspect or he played it, but then focused heavily on like the multiplayer aspect of it. Gotcha. I mean that that definitely hurts. Um, rip Poor to guy. his multiplayer career. Hopefully, Rockstar. He, did, he just picked the wrong side of history with where to play. It's it's one of those where, because I mean, they tried to with Stadia they tried to really sell it. I never bought it. I, don't. I think a lot of I think most people didn't buy it, which is why it's shutting down now. <laughs> but it's like there's got it's like there's got to be a few more instances of someone like uh, just buying it to and being like, I guess this is the way games are going to be played in the future, and then never. Uh, not too long later, well, shit, I'm about to lose all my progress. <laughs> That's rough. I mean, if you join Stadia, I'm sorry, you've been shucked. Um, Shout out to play on for being a good sport, though. At least you're a social media person. Yeah. Did you guys, did you guys see that, that I put? I saw that. What was yeah, your favorite yeah, moment of Stadia? It, it was a quote tweet, John, of um, them responding to their own tweet literally the day before. The day before they announced like the Hot Wheels game going to Stadia. And then the next day, the Stadia was announced to be dead. So they quote tweeted back. It's just like, well, never mind. <laughs> so at least, at least they're a good sport about it. <laughs> at least the social media person is. I mean, but something else that should be dead, but it's slowly getting there. Skull and Bones. It's been delayed to March. Dude, anybody surprised by this based on the, no. the like what they showed us previously? Not really, no. I mean, this game is a joke. At this point, I mean. At this point, they they have to release it, but they do, they like do because point, of they uh, have the amount to release of money it, they But it's like it's one of those ones where I get that you have to release it, but I wish you wouldn't. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's would, really I rough. I wish you would just be quiet about it. And no one would ever speak of it again. Oh, that's not true. That one country is going to be speaking high about it because they borrowed so much money from them. Yes, I don't remember the country. Uh, do you guys know the country off the top of your heads? It I was know. in a recent article. Okay. But, like, Ubisoft, like, borrowed so much money from that country that, like, they are now held at gunpoint. Like, you're releasing this fucking game. You hear me? Like, you are not about to cancel this shit show. I don't care how many times you've reboot this thing. It's coming out. Like, and we're just going to have to watch it. It's, it's already a burning ship that's that's coming off the port, and we're just going to come out and just watch it sink immediately. Pretty much, because it's not looking good. 
Yeah, the ship's already on fire at the port. It didn't get any, it didn't get a chance to take off. Because it's not even free to play. You had to buy this ship. Yeah, that's also the dumbest decision. At this Which point, you might as well really just make it free to play. Babylon's fall too. Babylon's fall just was dead coming into it. Yeah, it looked like shit. Plus, it had the you know the price point. If that would have been free to play, I think it would have had a slight chance of survival. But you know what was another interesting price point this week? Skyrim coming out again, Man. anniversary edition on Switch for seventy bucks. Who and the hell would pay seventy bucks for Skyrim at this point? I know, everyone, and like everyone will. And like that got quiet and taken down too. I got taken down quick. Like, it, it was like 24 hours after Backlash, and then they decided to change their minds on that. But they tried to be sneaky about it. They tried to be sneaky, where it's just like, oh man, a $70 price tag, is it finally here on Nintendo? Is it time? Is this it? They fall in Sony's footsteps? Nope. At least not successfully. And if there was any game they were going to do it for, like, why would Nintendo allow that to pass for, for fucking Skyrim? Because it's <laughs> the one game that it's Skyrim. Selling. I know, but still, like it's I, Skyrim, GTA Five. Try on one of your own games, and then Resident like, Evil Four. Those yeah, three games any will other never Nintendo die. games at seventy dollars, and people will still buy it. I mean, I bet they will. I mean, they've slightly already done it with the failing the Nintendo Plus Pass or whatever it's called. Yeah, I mean, I mean, people will buy Nintendo stuff. They could sell. They could sell their old Nintendo. I mean, they do. They sell their old Nintendo games for Buku's amount of the money. same fucking price. Think of all, all the um, the amount of Wii U games that got just ported to Switch and they sold it for the same exact price and people bought it yeah. fucking again. I mean, I can pull one yeah. of Alex's GameCube games over there that's priced higher than standard price that people pay for. Bingo. Well, that's the thing, too, is people will buy it. People will buy the physical copies there and they'll also buy the digital copy when it goes on the fucking Nintendo store. And they'll pay just as much for it. Exactly. I mean, I did that with that Mario 3D All-Stars, to be fair. The case that's behind Zack is still sealed. Yes. Uh, I bought it digitally to play. I mean, hell, just this past week I found pick the first Pikmin, and I paid $54 for that fucker. I'm getting Pikmin 4, damn it. Yeah, we know you're it's getting Pikmin 4. Finally, you know, it was announced in 2015, but finally I confirmed that it's happening. For a series I have never played. <laughs> I've been rooting for Pikmin, and I've never played a single minute of Pikmin. Most I've played was Pikmin. I've literally have never played a minute of Pikmin. Most I've played... This is news to me. The most I I've ever... you actually a fan. No, the most I've ever played of Olimar is in Smash. That's it. I've never played a Pikmin game. Yeah, I could have. I could have put money on that. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm, I'm going to be real. I pushed it solely because it was Pickford. I I honestly thought you were a fan. I thought you played the first two games. I thought you nope. played the third one. No. Wow, my whole world got turned upside down. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> solely pushed it because it's Pickford. No. Well, in, uh, in other news, the... We haven't spoke about it much recently, but a few months back, I was I was hammering this every week. Vampire Survivor is going into its 1.0 on uh, October 20th, and uh, I mean, like I said back then, I mean, it's it's a very simple game, very simple concept to it, but man, is it a is it one of the best deals you're ever gonna get? 
I'll be honest, it, it showed up on the script and I went, what the hell is this? Yeah. Put that in for John specifically. Yeah, I saw that come out. I'm like, oh, it's, I gotta that it's, it's one of those. I mean, it's a it's a bullet hell type game, basically, or it's marketed as a reverse bullet hell, basically, where it's like you're creating all the projectiles and everything as monsters try to kill you. But I mean, it's it's just a good concept. It works. It's a lot of fun. It's like it is not something that you're gonna be playing. It's like rounds aren't going to last forever there's a it's like maximum time limit in that game pretty much everybody knows by now it's 30 minutes it's like 30 minutes is it's like 30 minutes of it is basically each round if you make it to the end i mean four bucks why not if you got some yeah you got a fiver in your pocket just throw it out there it'll be fine yeah you'll regret I mean, your choices a, later it's a solid game i mean multiple multiple little like uh like kind of recreations of it came out. I was they were it's like there were all kinds of phone game like phone versions of it. I think there's there's been several like variations of it made. Uh like people just copying the formula of it. It's just solid. I Especially mean, for the price point. I mean for the price point, yeah, it's really nice. You got your nice release, but now we gotta talk about a game that's been being slowly saved by an anime and an update and time to try and fix its shit, which is Cyberpunk. Apparently now having 20 million copies sold, which is ridiculous after all that it was during its release, but hey, we've we've made it. It's reached 20 million copies sold, and it has reached 134,000 concurrent players on Steam. What the Let's fuck go. happened? What happened? It, the game it, they went silent for like they they went silent for a year and just slowly released patches over and over again and hot fixes that people kept making fun of because they didn't fix everything that they wanted to in one patch and then just over time like over time got it to a state that people were happy with and then edge runners came out and everybody was is all pumped up on cyberpunk now no Man's yep. Sky and Cyberpunk has shown that if you have enough money to keep throwing into it, you will eventually succeed. And there's enough determination, really. Yeah. Because if you don't have a development team worth a damn, it's still not going to save it. Yeah. No, I love to see it, man. Cyberpunk's always been a good game. It was just a broken game. Yeah. It's, uh... I've said it a couple times now. I'm I'm gearing up for another playthrough on it. I'm just trying to I'm trying to finish up the games I'm I'm in the middle of right now, and then I'm gonna probably jump into it and, and see see how it is now. See see Love what all it. extra stuff they've added to it. I think you'll enjoy it. I mean, I enjoyed it the first time. There you go. I don't know if I'll ever go back. Maybe one day. But CD Projekt Red has gained back some of their. Uh, credit. So now we only see how that DLC is going to come out, and what CD Projekt Red will go back into the burner for twelve years with. What a what a legacy that would be for a studio never releasing game in every twelve years. All right. Hey, if the game's good next enough and Witcher. lasts long enough, you don't have to. Yeah, next up's Witcher Four. God knows when that's coming out. I mean, the same time Valve releases a third game in a series 
So here's some fun facts. So Disney apparently wants two Star Wars games released a year now that EA isn't the primary contract and they can outsource Star Wars to whomever. And we're going to get a bunch of shitty Star Wars we're games. We're going to get a bunch of That's shit. That's my mindset. We're going to get a bunch mind. of... When is too many? When is too many? We're going to get a bunch of shitty, like, weird yep. Star Wars skinned games. I mean, they're having a hell of a time just getting out the current Star Wars games we know about. Like, That's true. Especially Eclipse with all the, everything going on at uh, Quantic Dream. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to get oversaturated, but we'll probably get some interesting depending from some studios we either recognize or don't know we'll probably get a couple interesting games out of it um it just becomes a thing of when do we become tired of star wars stuff exactly like when is it just gonna get burnout on it i think pretty quick i mean part of the problem with like star wars games that we know about coming out is the fact that it's like developers and everybody gets so excited by the fact they got a star wars game that five years in advance they just go hey we just got approved to make a star wars game and then we hear nothing about it and then it's just like okay we're running into all the news is negative it's like oh we're running into some trouble it's gonna go on hold it's gonna be a while it's like man what happened to what happened to just be like yeah we're working on something we'll show you when it's ready and then like two years later it's like okay well here's here's what we're working on and here's a working version of it or here's a trailer that shows you what the game is instead of what we get these days which is they tell everyone hey we're gonna make a star wars game and then two years later they go okay here's the name of the star wars game and then two years later they go well here's a title card for it please give us more money so we can afford to make this game yep it's like it takes every every iteration of these like big games now they take 10 years to make. And then it's like they get nothing but bad press for a long time because all we hear mm -hmm. about is development problems because it was announced way before it should have been. Yeah, Eclipse and now, of course, and that's the Republic remake being two prime examples. Yep. It's like they get, like I said, they just get so excited that it's happening that they, t they start going off about it. It's like, dude, you probably should have kept that under wraps for two years. <laughs> Yeah, chill out, get, chill out. Like get a base to work with and then say it. Unfortunately, not everyone yeah. can be Bethesda and just throw out a title screen for Elder Scrolls Six and then re-release their previous game to bankroll it the entire time. Exactly, exactly. Not everyone has that privilege. I was going to say, I mean, just think back to like God of War 2018. Everybody knew it was going to happen eventually, we just didn't know when. Yeah. And then it's like, and then it's like that, uh, E3 announcement. It's like, it's like, it's like, lights go off, it comes on straight into a playable demo made specifically for E3. And it's like, it's like, okay, now we know they actually have something and we know what it's going to look like. Now it's like, we're sated until it comes out. It's like, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of miss when game announcements were made and you knew okay the game's probably gonna be out in like two years yeah i agree or you know even though there are certain announcements that get me really excited like mass effect and wolverine being two it, it's like an it's like initial knee-jerk hype but then it's like all right well i'm not gonna see this game again for oh, yeah, three or four it's, years. it's it's frustrating these days when it's like oh hey they announced this game i guess we'll see it in six years 
Exactly. It's like, I, I kind of miss the days of, oh, the game's announced, oh, the game's actually coming out this year? Or the game's coming out at the end of the year? Holy shit, where did that come from? I mean, that's why people just go to Nintendo Directs. They keep it They keep it small. They always tell us about yeah. things that are coming out with, like, the next two. It's like, say what you will about Nintendo. We, we, everybody memes on Nintendo for doing Nintendo things. But Nintendo sets dates, and Nintendo knows what they're doing. They keep it consistent. Yes. Maybe they don't with, two, with, with two rare exceptions, of course, being Prime 4 and Bayonetta 3. Other than that, they've hit yeah. everything as they said. Well, Advance Wars, that was obviously a very special situation. Yeah. Or it's uh, like, but besides that, but like they, if they say they're going to do something, it's going to happen. And it's like, if it is going to be pushed back, then they tell you months in advance. And then they set a new date, because they did that in their last Direct. And not the month of. Was, but it's like, they tell you, it's like, we need a little bit more time. It's still coming out this year. It'll just be the end of the year. And yeah. then they, it never gets pushed twice. Yep. And it's because fun. of what happened with Prime 4 and Bayonetta, Nintendo obviously has gotten very good at finishing things well in advance and just back-pocketing it, like we saw a Fire Emblem Engage. We've yeah. known that's been done, and it's been done for a while, and we just got the reveal for it, so that's come out within six months. That's awesome. I'm here for it. It's like, yeah, I mean, basically everything I was complaining about was announcing things too soon, like, especially with Star Wars crap. Because that stuff, we get... It's like it seems like every game show we have, or like every conference we have, someone's saying, "Oh, we're making a Star Wars game," and it's like the announcement is, "We're making the game," and the next year, it's, it literally is, "What's the update on the game?" Here's the name. It's like okay, exactly. Why why are you here? (laughs) Whereas at least on Nintendo's side of it, when a direct happens, you know you're either getting. An update about the, like, if it's specific to a game, you know, you're getting an update about what the contents of the game are, or the contents of the game and a release date. You're getting one of the two. It's never just, like, nothing. And who knows? We may be lucky. We may be with the Disney enforcers getting involved in putting in those whips and lashes from developers. Maybe they'll do something. They'll end up getting a system like Nintendo, where they can consistently at least produce all right games and give people yeah. the fix that do well, want that. The other thing is, ho- yeah, since they can give it to anybody now, it's like hopefully they just they choose developers. It's like they they make sure to pick developers who are specific to or like really good at making their type of game. So that we can at least get some variation in, in these games. Yeah. Like whatever they do best at, just I, slap a Star Wars skin on it. I swear to God, if we get like nine different action adventure Star Wars games, I'm gonna fucking hate Star Wars. Give me Koei Tecmo. <laughs> Throw Koei Tecmo in there. I'll be happy with it. That would. It's like that, that, would, that, that, that cool. would. It's like that would make sense. That'd be really cool. I'm here for that one. <laughs> it's like that would be something that makes sense. A Jedi storming onto a battlefield wreaking havoc. Yep. Fuck yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That awesome. speaks nothing but Japanese. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> it sounds cool. How do you make Star Wars better? There you go. Put Koei Tecmo Sub- on it. Subtitle it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um I don't know. But yeah, it's like my my hope is like I said, hopefully we get different developers on it that are good at making different variations of it. Because, like I said, I don't want nine of the same Star Wars games. Don't give me two of the same Star Wars game every year. It's like, we don't we don't need that. If, if you're going to be pumping them out, at least 
get some variety in here. Maybe we'll get Battlefront 3. Uh, that'd be a spicy one to touch after what happened. Yeah, it would be, but it'd be maybe very entertaining. About, it's, it's like, say everything about, about like Battlefront and all that. Gameplay is fun. Like, the gameplay is just... It's like, the gameplay is just straight fun. It's like, I jumped into it a few months back and played it for a few weeks. It's just enjoyable. What? There's some... 2042? Oh, Battlefront 2, okay. Battlefront 2. No, yeah, no, Battlefront 2. It's like, jumping into Battlefront 2, played it for a a couple weeks. It's just fun. It's a solid game. It just had a bunch of shitty stuff around it. I mean, it did. But they got rid of it. It's like, yeah, it's like, they got rid of all that stuff, and now... You can go into it and just have fun. I mean, same thing happened with Shadow of War. They added a bunch of shitty microtransactions for acquiring Uruks and stuff, and people were not okay with that. But, uh, and I mentioned Silent Hill earlier in the show. Uh, We got a short short message rated in Korea, and can only expect an announcement at some point about a new Silent Hill game. Nah, they're not making a Silent Hill. I mean... I paid 150 for the original Silent Hill complete in box, so I'm okay. I'm good. I just now need to find one. Hmm? Well, no, I don't know why you gotta hit me with your wallet like that. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who was asking to slap Overwatch 2 with his wallet to unlock characters. It's a question people would legitimately have. Fair point. I mean, it is. It's like. It, with, when a free-to-play game is available, the op, it's like the first question is, what can I do with my wallet? Okay, Here, here's an interesting YouTube update. It just sent me a trailer for Untitled Game with the subtext, The Bird That Drinks Tears. Back to you and your random updates. It gives me articles in Japanese. I don't know what to tell my phone. Yeah, your phone just gives you the most random shit. But, I mean, I'd be okay with a new Silent Hill game. It's been a while since we've had one. Last Taste of Silent Hill we got was PT, and that died with the whole Kojima incident in Konami, so. Which is really unfortunate. We still ended up with Rita's Fetus, so. Yep. So, I mean, I'd be down for a new Silent Hill game. Stop giving me all these Fatal Frame remakes. Just make a new Fatal Frame. But, I mean, y'all guys got anything else? I'm looking. Good show, boys. I'm looking for something real quick. I know you wanted this dumpster fire, Alex. Now I'm going to... I wanted wanted to tune in for the weekly wrap-up. I like the weekly wrap-up. It's fun. (laughs) Now I'm going to spend 20 minutes... Are you going to do the show next week? I was taking a break. We haven't decided. We'll figure it out. Do whatever. I don't don't care. Do whatever. We'll find out. We're still one week ahead. We're still one week ahead on our schedule. We'll find out whether I throw up a tag or not sometime this week. Okay, so I'll change the Twitter name to Maybe Live on next Saturday, the 8th. But so what you got, John? You said you were looking for something? Yeah. To bring back, uh, just because I saw this this uh, earlier in the week, and it's still, it's still in the last week. I'll bring back a segment. Weekly Lost Ark update. <laughs> you know, oh, I meant to ask okay. you about that because they right, they released hold fucking on. mechanic said, machinist. You're talking, you boys. I, I don't. Hey, I don't play it any really anymore. But it 
it did have something interesting happen. So the new class. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, like, nah, the the update for Machinist came out. It looks to be uh, come out this last week on the twenty seventh of November, or not se- September. Sorry, not November. Yeah, I saw that. I, I meant to ask you about that, but it completely slipped my mind with all the stuff. But yeah, but you haven't messed with it or anything at this point. No, it's it's one of those. It's like it's one of the classes I wanted to play, but I've fallen out of Lost Ark for a while, and it would probably take a bit to get back to gear it, level. It's like it would take it would take more than this to want to bring me back. Because while this is the class I wanted to play, it's not the class I wanted to play the most, and there's still no no clue of when it, that like when the one I was most excited for would come out. So, but uh, yeah, looks like. Uh, the machinist came out as and as well as a new legion raid so anybody that's still anybody that's still playing lost ark or anybody that is interested in it that appear, that looks like it has come out in, in this past week so a little late on that for anybody playing but anybody not playing that just hasn't heard an update on it in a while there we go. You know what else is also still updating? What's that? New World. Yeah. They had their first it's actually, anniversary it's event. Like it stabilized the player base. It yes, it like. did. It's 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 stabilized. It looks looks to be around in like the low to mid thirty thousand players. So. And that's not bad. Probably some couple servers have been shut down at this point. Yeah, it's like it's probably it's like people have probably been merged at this point into just a few servers to pick from so i don't know how the like how the community aspect of that game is at this point but i mean it's got an active player base still and seems to seems to be a pretty much committed player base for where they're at i was about to say if i ever felt like it again and really want to smack my head against the wall i did enjoy its crafting system i mean i i enjoyed new world for what it was I mean, I fell off at the point that I feel like sixty, like sixty percent of the people fell off at. The other forty percent probably fell off earlier, which is like in the mid, like mid forties, where you, it's like it's kind of a grind to get there, and then from there it's tedious. Yeah. But I mean, for what it for what it was, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it, but. I don't know. Not enough to continue with it, Fair which enough. seems to be a pretty big trend. Yeah, I I like it. It's like I I'll fall in love with a game for like a hundred hours and then never touch it again. Or I may fall in love with a game for ten hours and praise it nonstop and then never touch it again and have no reason like and not know why. Looking at you, Omega Strikers. Oh no, I I did it with uh, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima. I played about 15 hours of Ghost of Tsushima and absolutely loved it, and then just stopped and never went back to it, and I don't know why. R.I.P. I'll, pr- I'll probably play it again at some point. We're, we're kind of encroaching in on the time. I'm about to have to start a, a, a God of War playthrough to have a recent recent memory of it before so What's going on? Yeah. I mean, you've got like a month or so, so you still got time. Yeah. yeah, it's like I'll probably start start a playthrough of it here and week or two to give me give, just give me plenty of time to slowly play through it enjoy it again right before ragnarok comes out 
Just like I still got time, I still got to find Pikmin 3 to finish the set. Then whenever they give an actual announced date, maybe I'll play yeah, through the trilogy. you got plenty of time to play through those. <laughs> well, if you got nothing else, John, I think it's about time we wrapped up. Yeah, that's about all I got. Let's see if I can figure out this music, because I think I figured out what was wrong earlier. Oh, that's what you messed up. <laughs> I got it. So, any of the show... I'm going to say like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can hit the subscribe button to join this channel. You can also go check the game's static YouTube and hit subscribe there. So we can actually use that channel besides just ghost uploads. Please help us. As well as you can check out any of our sponsors. Rogue, Red Dragon, Agent Inc. as we get that up and going. Uh, Wayward Beard Company. I know I'm missing someone and I'm sorry. Uh... No, I didn't. I did hit everyone. Cool. Yay! I didn't forget anyone. Yay! And you can also check our own website there at www.comsparky3.com. Join that. $5 a month to get your early access stuff. And I think that's all the plugs and whatnot. What you got, John? Yep. Uh, do everything he said more. And if, if you made it to the end of the episode with us as much as we kind of jumped all over the place, we, we kind of we kept in a straight line for the most part. We just took a few detours. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you made it to the end, thank you very uh, much for that, uh, and hopefully you'll be around the next time, whether it be next week, which would come up if, if we decide to do it then, or whenever Alex gets back after that. Yeah, after, we'll, it's like we'll be here at about six o'clock on a Saturday at some point. All right, sounds good. Thank you again, everyone, and whenever you're watching this, thank you. Bye. Thanks.